Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in Better Than Ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear Hotline as Legendary Voices Week rolls on. Al Michaels will be our guest today. And by the way, some new voices are answering the phone as we put feelers out to a lot of people. We originally had five. This may actually turn into two weeks of legendary voices by the time we're done. But either way, Al Michaels today. The green list is fuego. The crew is ready. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, and the one place I'm going to start is with the big news from yesterday. Came across just after we finished up the show. J.J. Watt. Interesting choice. Took the money. Can't blame him. But here's what he chose to do. Imagine the conversation we're having today if he signed in Green Bay. Imagine the conversation we're having today if he signed even in Pittsburgh. Instead, he goes to Arizona, signs to play in the best division in football. Are they the fourth best team in that division? Could be. Who knows? I could see that thing getting shuffled out almost any way you want. And I want to see who the quarterback of the 49ers is going to be before we figure that out. But if I told you that the Cardinals were going to put it together in a huge way in year three with the quarterback, would that sound insane? I don't think so. Crazier things than that have happened. But what he didn't do, it doesn't seem to me, is chase the ring. It's interesting. That's what I thought he'd do. I thought at the age of 31 with $100 million in the bank that he would say, I'm going to Green Bay and winning me a ring, particularly back where it all started for me in Wisconsin. I'm going to Pittsburgh and taking a shot at this thing playing with my brothers. Any number of other places he could have handpicked that felt closer, he didn't. He went to the place that had the salary cap space to afford him. And again, that's not a criticism. It's just a simple statement of fact. So J.J. Watt to Arizona. We'll see how that plays out. In the meantime, there is history here. Hembo sent me these notes, and I like them. J.J. Watt could become the third legend to make a very similar move and win a championship doing it. In fact, history tells us that there's a real shot J.J. Watt wins the Super Bowl with the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll make that straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. The history begins with Reggie White, who played with the Eagles and, and, and unbelievably well until he turned 31. Had over 100 sacks, turned 31 years old, signed with the Green Bay Packers as a free agent, and won the Super Bowl there. DeMarcus Ware played for the Cowboys until he turned 31 years old, had over 100 sacks, signed with Denver as a free agent, and won the Super Bowl there. J.J. Watt played with the Texans until he turned 31 years old, had over 100 sacks, signed with the Arizona Cardinals, Will he win the Super Bowl there? We will find out. The best chance he has is Kyler Murray. Murray has everything built up around him. They brought in a coach to do exactly what he does best. They brought him a superstar receiver to help him become great. He definitely took a step forward in year two. The questions are all going to be about him. Does he become a superstar quarterback in the NFL? If he does, this is the year to do it. And maybe that's a dangerous team. At Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Meanwhile, the scoop. The scoop is this. The NFL is going to 17 games next year. That seems to be a fait accompli. And I couldn't decide if I should call that the scoop or I should call it sneaky big news because I don't feel like people are talking nearly enough about this. The ramifications of making a change of that magnitude are overwhelming. We're going to talk a lot about the impact on the players' bodies and player safety and all that, and that is, to the players, obviously overwhelmingly the most important thing, and to all of us as human beings, that should be the most important thing. But hold everything. 
We're about to make a fundamental change to the sport that almost never happens. How long has the NBA been playing 82 games? How long has baseball been playing 162 games? How long has the NFL been playing 16 games? Answer, a long freaking time. I'm old enough to remember when the NFL played 14 games in a season, but they went to 16 in 1978. Changes a lot. I'm here to tell you it changes a lot. The way we perceive numbers, records, all that kind of stuff just completely changes. You're talking about guys. I remember what it was like when someone ran for a running back, ran for 1,000 yards in a 14-game season. You're adding now three games to that. We're going to have to completely revamp the way we look at some of this stuff. Obviously, the impact that it has on the playoffs and everything else. The CBA stipulates that they can go to 17 regular season games this year. They will cut it to three preseason games. That's in the CBA. That's there. They can't expand it beyond 17 games until 2031 at the soonest. So they're going to 17 games this year, and it's going to stay there for a while. And a very quick explanation of what that 17th game is going to be, which I have long assumed was the perfect opportunity for them to add an international game. For example, let the Jaguars go play in London again without it costing their fans a home game. That's not the way it is being planned initially. Basically, they will line up divisions, and just for the sake of argument, if the AFC West were to play the NFC North, the extra game would be the matchup of the teams that finished in each of the respective spots. Number one would play number one and on down the line. And each year, like one year, the NFC would get all the home games. The next year, the AFC would get all the home games. So that creates, I hate the idea of an odd number of games. Everything (laughs) about that just feels awkward and wrong. So if you're asking me my opinion on this, I don't love it. I don't hate it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. All these things are done in the interest of making more money. And I'm not here to tell you that's a bad idea. And I'm certainly not forecasting this becoming a problem for the league, but I don't love it. 16 is enough. The odd number is weird. International expansion doesn't do anything for me, but it's going to happen. And obviously I'll watch it and so will you and it'll be fine. Let me bring in hashtag Bubba on all of this because my disheveled board operator, uh, Brendan Bubba Peregrine, many may not know this, but but Bubba, uh, before you decided to become a board operator, you were considering a career as a noted uh, financial analyst and an expert and, and, and really sort of a world-class economist. So in your opinion, is this a good thing or a bad thing as a football fan that the NFL is going to 17 games next year? You know, I'm kind of with you on this one. I don't, not a fan. I think I like it as 16, and uh, really, honestly, just because uh, I don't like the odd numbers. I mean, what's with the odd numbers? You can't have an odd number schedule. That's insane. I'm with you. Hembo is with me today Why? as well. That's... You did some of the look, looking back on this. Has has any sport ever had an odd number of games? Uh, there was a six year stretch that the NFL played 11 games. Uh, That's 19, true. That's true. From Going 1937 back to, the to 1942, yeah. and then in 1946 to the 50s. Didn't Jim Brown play an 11 game schedule? Do I have that wrong? He played a 12-game 12 games at that point. It's before my time. So that's an interesting point. So they did have that at one time. But the even number, just so you have the same number of home games, same number of road games, no one has one advantage over anybody. That's just something unsatisfying about an odd number. You'd be fine with 18 games. I would be better with 18 games than I would be with 17 games, but that would be bad because I'm also worried about injuries. Like, no one wants to see these guys hurt all the time, and that's a, I'm a little bit worried that we're going to see that one way or another. I'm actually going to change. I'm going to call this Sneaky Big News. Sneaky Big News. no one is talking about it. But they're going to 17 games. We are going to have a 17-game NFL schedule this coming year. 
Be prepared. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Just getting started today. Again, Al Michaels is our legendary voice. Ryan Clark is going to jump in on all this and more. We are just getting rolling and we're going to be busy. On a Tuesday, I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. My buddy Ryan Clark ready to jump in on the Goodyear hotline in just a moment. And don't forget Al Michaels a little bit later today as well. The green list on the way in just a few minutes. We are busy. And RC joins me in exactly 30 seconds after this word from ZipRecruiter. You know, finding great candidates to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along. You should try ZipRecruiter instead. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. It's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny at ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Those are the letters of my name. I call this man by two different letters. R.C. Ryan Clark, who jumps in with me on ESPN Radio. Hello again, Ryan Clark. What's up, my guy? I feel like I just left you, man. Well, exactly, because you did. Just leave me. We were just talking to each other on TV. And I want to tell everybody before we get into anything else, I was telling R.C. because no one loves Eddie Murphy or the movie Coming to America more than I do, except maybe Ryan Clark, that there was this fantastic interview in the New York Times over the weekend with Eddie and Arsenio Hall talking about that movie. It is coming out this Friday. How would you describe your level of excitement and enthusiasm about the pending release of the sequel to come to coming to America? Greeny, my level of excitement is when the loyal citizen of Zamunda saw Akeem in the bathroom at the basketball game. <laughs> That's my level of excitement. I'm bowing in the bathroom. I'm chasing him down the hall. I'm taking off my hat, and I'm taking pictures. That's how excited I am, Greeny. Listen, this is something we've all been waiting for that I actually thought would never happen. And so for me, and you know, I'm a TV guy. So for me to get this opportunity, bro, I'm going to be locked in on Friday night. I cannot wait. You are a TV guy. I'll take people behind the scenes of something else as well. Ryan does TV with me regularly, and he's as good as anybody we have at ESPN. And during every every time we go to a commercial break, I noticed you're always just kind of looking down, almost looking down into your lap. And I remember one time I asked you, what are you doing? And as it turns out, you have the iPad there. And at that time, you were just watching Last Dance over and over and over again because you were obsessed <laughs> yeah. with that. But you're just watching stuff in commercial breaks. 
Well, Greeny, you know what happens, man? Like, if, if I mean, anybody who ever watches Get Up when I'm on, they know that a lot of my analogies and a lot of the, lot of the things I point to for metaphors are from movies or are from TV shows. And so a lot of times during the breaks, like, I just watch stuff. And, you know, I was obsessed with The Last Dance, obviously. I've seen it 14 times. I'm probably going to watch it again at some point in the next few weeks. And so my new thing, Greeny, and what I'm watching now is The Shield. I'm not sure if you ever watched that, but Mm -hmm. I tweet about stuff a lot. And so people told me to watch The Shield. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm I'm addicted to, 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 to Vince Mackey, and I'm excited about watching that. But, you know, Last Dance or Roll Around Again, and as the season gets a little closer, I'll have some more movies and TV series analogies to bring to Culture Wednesday. Okay, fair enough, because we look forward to those like we look forward to nothing else. Let's get down to business. Ryan Clark with me here. You said on TV this morning that you believe if Russell Wilson finds his way to New Orleans, that team wins the Super Bowl, yes? 100%. I mean, and, and I think, you know, so many fans of New Orleans and so many fans of Drew Brees have not wanted to face reality. And the reality is when you get outdueled by Kirk Cousins, when you have three interceptions against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and some of these things happen, you start to realize that the reason New Orleans Saints had made, had made a Super Bowl in the last few years is Drew Brees. And yes, you can point to the missed call on, on Roby Coleman, or you can point to the Minneapolis miracle, but Drew Brees wasn't the same guy late in seasons the last three or four years. And if you have Russell Wilson with that type of protection, with those type of weapons, and the level of defensive play that the New Orleans Saints have displayed the last few years, that team's not just a Super Bowl contender. Contender, That team wins the Super Bowl. And so if you get Russ at this point of his career, still in his prime, with the, the, the team being what it is in New Orleans, Sean Payton being one of the best offensive coaches in football, that team wins the Super Bowl. And if I'm the New Orleans Saints, I'm exploring every option and anything that I can do to get him in the black and gold as soon as possible. Yeah, and to illustrate your point, I mean, Breeze with seven touchdowns and seven picks in their last four playoff losses and averaged only six yards in attempt. So, yes, he clearly had been diminished in a way that maybe Brady has not been, and maybe that has been a problem there. So you love Russell Wilson to New Orleans. You did not love the idea of Russell Wilson to Dallas. Why? Well, because I think I think you you have to look at, uh, at uh, war, right? You have to look at wins over over above replacement, and right. I don't know Russell Wilson is necessarily that much of an upgrade over a young Dak in the sense that it makes the Dallas Cowboys a Super Bowl contender. I just don't think he he moves that organization forward as much as he would the Saints right now compared to whether it's Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. And I think the best thing for the Dallas Cowboys would be to get Dak signed. The best thing for the Dallas Cowboys would be to have a guy in his fifth year of ball or his sixth year of ball knowing that for the next three or four years, he's your quarterback. And I think that's what they need to do. Um, when you look at Dak and his trajectory as a player, right, as an individual, you know, you take away the team accomplishments. It's much like what Russell Wilson was. Right, drafted in the third round, nobody expected Russell Wilson to be the starting quarterback when they had just given Matt Flynn ten million guaranteed. But he was. He played extremely well. He earned the next contract. Uh, look at Dak Prescott as well. 
He's drafted in the fourth round. You expect Tony Romo to be your quarterback because of injuries. He's not. And Dak Prescott has been the best quarterback of his draft class, even though Jared Goff and Carson Wentz were drafted 1-2. And so I think that that having Dak Prescott, to me, in Dallas is better for the long-term future of the Dallas Cowboys than it would to go out and chase Russell Wilson. I do, too. So, and Ryan Clark is with me here. So I think that, and you think that, but I think it has become increasingly evident that the, the one person who ultimately makes that decision doesn't. And that, I don't have any better explanation for why this has gotten where it is than that, for whatever reason, Jerry Jones just isn't as in on it as you are and I am, and it seems almost everybody else is. Yeah, 100%. Like, isn't that why we're having the conversation? Yeah. Obviously, if Dak Prescott is signed to a deal two years ago or signed to a deal last offseason, we aren't even talking about this. We understand that Dak Prescott is seen and viewed as the franchise quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. But because of Jerry Jones' hesitancy to give him the deal that he's been wanting, that's why we're having this conversation. And that's why Dan Orlowski comes on TV and says, hey, you know what, this is a deal you should make. Dan Graziano says, you know what, monetarily, it's the smarter decision. But I just don't think it is. Why Jerry Jones doesn't want to commit to Dak Prescott in the way that we want him to, I will never have a clue, right? I will never understand that. But you're absolutely right, Greeny. The reason that this is even a deal is because Jerry Jones doesn't seem to think as highly of Dak Prescott as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback as we do. One more thing for you, RC. Again, Ryan Clark is with me here on ESPN Radio on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, I've already turned my attention a little bit to the draft, and part of the reason for that is like like my team is <laughs> picking second and all the rest of that, and you're looking at these quarterbacks. And I think one of the most interesting questions that will be answered here, if we look at the kid from Alabama, Mac Jones. Orlovsky said to me 15 years ago, he's the first pick in this draft, or at worst, he's second. He's, he's Matt Ryan waiting to happen all over again. But with the way the game is played now, if he doesn't have the ability to, quote, make plays with his legs, I think that I, I hear people suggesting, well, you can't play quarterback in the NFL in this day and age if you can't do that. What do you think? What do you think of him as a prospect? And what do you think of the idea that the sport has gone all the way to a place where if a guy can't make plays running with the football, he pretty much can't play the position anymore? Well, I mean, tell me the guy in the last five years drafted extremely early who can't make plays with his legs or at least extend plays who we consider a superstar, who we consider an organization mover, an organization changer. There isn't a guy at that position that we feel that way. I mean, I would even go back to Tom Brady. Obviously, Tom Brady has built up enough enough emotional equity in us that now he can go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and win a championship because of the leadership, because of the understanding, because of the moxie, because of the experience. But Tom Brady, the the guy that won the first two Super Bowls in New England, he doesn't get this Tampa Bay team to a Super Bowl. This Tampa Bay team is not a Super Bowl champion with that Tom Brady. And so when I look at Mac Jones, I look at him and I say, you know what? When you have uh, Devontae Smith, when you have uh, Najee Harris in the backfield, when you have the best offensive line and all of these pieces around you, you have an extremely exceptional senior year of quarterback play at the University of Alabama, but he isn't Joe Burrow, right? He isn't Justin Herbert. And so when we look at those guys and the success that they had last year, 
Both of those players could create plays with their legs. Both of those players could extend plays and give his team second play opportunities offensively. And I just don't necessarily think Mac Jones can do that. Do I think he can make the requisite reads in the pocket and the throws that are need to be made? Absolutely. If the guys are open, if he has that opportunity, I just don't think he makes your offense better beyond the X's and O's. And that's what we're looking for in top five picks at the quarterback position. I think you're right. And actually Hembo just gave me the list here among all the quarterbacks drafted in the last five years. The ones who have the best numbers are in this order, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, and Kyler Murray. You would describe all of them as at minimum mobile and most of them as extraordinarily mobile. And so maybe that yeah, is absolutely. That's just what football is at this point. All right, RC, we will, if you want to do one of these, I don't do this, but my daughter does it all the time where I guess there's, <laughs> there's this function where you can watch something together. Like you can mutually, I think it's on, on Netflix. You can like watch something at the same time and you can like comment <laughs> to each other. If you want to do that Friday, oh, watch coming to America, I'm bro. in, I mean, I'm in, I'm no, I'm listening. <laughs> no one's looking forward to this. Maybe you are, but I don't know anyone else looking forward to this more than I am. I'm so excited. Okay. We will, hey man, we can do that. Let's get it done. Greeny. We man. will hook that up. Okay. Excellent. RC. Thank you. We will talk later in the week. Yes, sir. That's the great Ryan Clark with me here on ESPN Radio. On the Goodyear Hotline, Goodyear celebrating March deal days with month-long service and savings. Visit GoodyearAutoService.com for offers. Hembo, you're how old again? I'm 30. Have you seen the movie Coming to America? I have. Okay, and your thoughts on it are? Big fan. Okay, excellent. Bubba, you're how old again? Yeah, about the... No, no, no. (laughs) That's not a complicated... You're not about anything. Your age is a, a finite and specific number, and you should know it immediately. Yeah, like roughly that, around 36. You're not roughly around anything. You are a very specific age. How old are you? Yeah, about 36.8, I think. <laughs> why, why is it that you feel the need to include the word about when I ask you how old you are? Like, if I'm asked how old someone else is and I don't know, I will throw in an about. Like, if someone says to me, the new coach of the Jets, Robert Sala, how old is he? I might say, what? Well, I think he's about 38, 39, but I really don't know that. If someone asks me how old I am, the world, the word about is not needed in the response. Yeah, you know, you lose track over these years. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. If you have lost track of how old you are, I'm here to tell you, Bubba, we have problems. Like this is an issue that you need to be looking deeply into because that's not a good thing. Well, let me ask you the question anyway. Sure. Have you seen the movie come? I already forgot why I was asking you this. Now you frustrate me so much. Right. Have you seen the movie coming to America? Um, I'm, to be honest, I don't know if I've seen it all the way through. But um... See, not having seen it all the way through would suggest to me that at some point in time, you watched part of it and did not watch all of it. Is that an accurate? I think it might have just. I think I've definitely. I mean, I'm aware of it. I, I'm familiar with a lot of the lines. I know a lot of the jokes. I think it might have just been a thing I've just seen on TV or you know whatever. I've I've never have sat down, start to finish, and watched it. Okay, so I, I here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to demand. Uh, I'm, I'm I to whatever degree I have any authority over you whatsoever, which it, I have none. But I'm going to demand that between now and Friday, you sit down and you watch that movie, the original one, from start to finish, so that you can then enjoy this. What is it called? A Netflix party, I think is what Nikki calls it. Her, she and her friends do this all the time. And you can watch something together, no matter where you all are. And we can all, as a staff, 
we can watch this on Friday night, which I think would be great fun. Bubba, are you available for this? I know you're a man with a very busy social calendar. I'll have to, I'll have to look what's going on. I think I have some some chess matches going on, but um, I think the 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 new one is on Amazon, I believe. So okay, I, I think that might put a wrench into the. But uh, maybe they have the same thing. I don't yeah, know I don't if know. there's if there's an Amazon watch party the same way there is. I'm lucky that I can get the damn thing on in the first place. Like when I try and watch something on one of those, I'm vi- I always consider it. I actually will turn to Stace and say, "Look, I got it." <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a moment of great excitement, which reminds me more than I would like to acknowledge. Of when, like, my father would say things like that when I was growing up, and my brother and I would laugh behind his back. That's me now, which is depressing, but it is true, and I'm at least emotionally honest with you uh, enough to tell you the truth. But that is that is the case. If on Friday, when this movie, here I am talking about all of us watching it together, if I'm able to watch it at all, I'll consider it a huge win. <laughs> I will consider it an enormous win if I'm able to watch this movie at all. All right, Greeny, with you, a reminder that this show is a podcast. I'd like you to spend two hours with me every single day. That would be my first choice. But I understand you have a lot of things going on in your life. So I want to remind you that you can catch up anytime you want. The show, that the podcast, as the show is, is called Hashtag Greeny. They take each individual hour. They make it into a one-hour podcast. It is available anywhere you get your podcasts. I would like you to hang out with me, and that way we can spend time together any way you like. All right, now to the next order of business. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. Well, I particularly like today's Green List here, which is a standard uh, – feature on this program my top five top five chosen by me and exclusively by me the world's foremost authority on all matters today is the anniversary of the day that wilt chamberlain scored 100 points in an nba game 59 years ago today wilt chamberlain in hershey pennsylvania scored 100 points in a game against the knicks and it got us to thinking about the top five records in sports that will never be broken. I'm hoping to live another, I don't know, 150, 160 years. Mm. And in that course of time, here are the five records I am 100% certain will not be broken. Number five. Wilt is five. That's five. I can't go any higher than five because I don't think it's impossible, particularly in the day and age of the three-point shot. Wilt did this without threes. He was 36 of 63 from the floor in that game. He also made 28 foul shots. By the way, he had 25 rebounds. That season, he averaged 50 points and 26 boards. But either way, the point of it is, him scoring 100 points in a game without the three is unbelievable. We all know that Kobe Bryant is next on the list. He scored 81 points in a game in which he was playing against a team that Jalen was on. And that's the second most. So, I mean, from 81 to to 100 is a pretty big delta. But you could see someone like James Harden, Steph Curry, one of these ridiculous lights-out three-point shooters, just having a night for the ages, his team deciding they want to try and get there, and it could happen. Now, again, I put it on the list. It is fifth, so I'm not telling you I believe it will happen. But I think there are four records that I'm much more confident will never get broken. Number four. The next one is Brett Favre's Ironman streak. Brett Favre played in 297 consecutive NFL games, 321 if you include the playoffs, which, oh, by the way, I do. I hate NFL records and numbers and stats that don't include playoffs. Why would you exclude the most important games from any measurement of a player's career? 
So to, to me, the number is 321. Now, punters don't count. Jeff Fiegel's played in 352 consecutive games, but we are discounting the specialists. So Brett Favre, again, 321 straight NFL games. Yeah, the active leader among quarterbacks would be Russell Wilson at 144, plus the postseason. Right, 144. So he couldn't be further away. It's, unbe- it's unimaginable how far. This just isn't going to happen. People just aren't going to get there. Again, a 17-game schedule. You will change the math. You could get there a little faster than he did. But Brett Favre just played. He played forever. He played into his 40s, and he never got hurt. Or when he was hurt, he never came out of a game. So I actually I thought a lot between Favre's Ironman streak and Cal Ripken's Ironman streak. And I only wanted to include one because I didn't, I didn't think it would be fun to have two Ironman streaks on the same list. And I went with Favre's. Not that I think Ripken's record will be broken, but if you told me right now one of them will fall in my lifetime, I would bet it would be Cal and not Favre. Do you agree or disagree? I don't agree, but not, let's be honest. Neither of these records are going to be touched. Okay, that's correct. They're not going to get touched. It's not going to happen either way. Again, the five records that I am most certain will not get broken in my lifetime. Number three. Three is Byron Nelson, the golfer, in 1945, won 11 tournaments in a row. In a row, starting in March, he won the Miami International and then won 10 consecutive events all the way through August. He wound up winning 18 of the 30 tournaments he played that year. But just stop and think about it. On tour, g- give me a sense. I should have looked this up. Like, what's the last time a player won th- has three in a row? So Tiger Woods, at the peak of his powers, won seven, also had a streak with six. Right. No one else is. No one else has close yeah, beyond to that. seven. Yeah, it's Tiger. I remember that year. It it, it overlapped from one year to the next. Yes. Right. It, 06, it went into January. Oh six, oh seven. It was was his seven streak. So and, even that. Mm. I mean, Tiger, who was more dominant in the sport than anyone I've ever seen when he was at his very best, only got to seven. No one is going to win, and especially the way the sport is set up right now, where there are so many good young players. Tiger brought so many people to the sport. There are more good young players in the sport now than there have ever been, and it's not close. No one is going to win 11 straight events on the PGA Tour. Number two. But that's not number one. In fact, it's not even number two. Number two is Cy Young, who won 511 games. <laughs> Now, this is actually the most unbreakable record. I had my own personal reason for not putting it number one. It is clearly number one. I'm not 100% sure we'll ever see anyone win 300 games again. That is going the way of the Edsel, going the way of the Dinosaur. 511 wins is ridiculous. No one will have 511 decisions again as in the rest of our lifetime. So that could easily have been and should be number one, but I didn't want to make it number one because I wanted number one to be about something different. Number one. I like this. Bill Russell and Henri Richard won 11 championships in their respective sports. Russell won the, the NBA championship 11 times. Richard won the Stanley Cup 11 times. I wanted that to be number one because I do not believe we will ever see anyone win that number of championships. We ooh and awe about Michael Jordan's six. Mm. We sit here and speculate about how close LeBron can get. He is at four. These guys won 11 championships. Even if you're just sitting on somebody's bench, I do not believe we will see that happen again in my lifetime. And I wanted that to be number one. 
on the list of the most unbreakable records. And with that thought in mind, I want to hear what you think. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. What do you think of the list? Is there something we left off? What do you believe is the most unbreakable record in sports? We'll hear from you next after this word from Granger. You know, for all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call them at 1-800-GRANGER, click on Granger.com, or just stop on by. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Here we go. Greeny rolling along here on ESPN Radio. The legendary Al Michaels coming up in our next hour. I just did my green list and coming to your calls on the five records I'm most confident will not be broken in my lifetime. Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game is number five. Today is the anniversary of that game, 59 years. Brett Favre's Ironman streak of 321 straight games is four. Byron Nelson winning 11 straight PGA Tour events is three. Cy Young winning 511 games is two. And Bill Russell and Henri Richard winning 11 championships each is my number one record we will not see broken. And Hambo, I'm told you have a fascinating stat brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I think you picked the wrong unbreakable Cy Young stat. In fact, I would say that it is likelier someone wins 511 games then someone loses 316 games. 316 losses is also a record, and I can't fathom someone being so bad or pitching so long that they could approach 300 losses. Let's face it. No one is going to have that many decisions. No right. pitcher in our lifetime will have 511 decisions. No. like Justin Verlander, for example, has 129 career losses. 
two and a half you know careers of his to get right. You know, to get there. I, I mean, Cy Young had seven hundred and four pitched seven hundred and forty nine complete games. <laughs> so all these are records that are never going to be broken. But I decided to go with the wins. That's why the show is called Hashtag Greeny, and the list is called the Green List. Meanwhile, let's go to the phones here at eight 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 say ESPN. Bubba, who's first up here that wants to chime in on the list? We got Ian. All right, Ian, what do you think of the unbreakable records? Hey, Granny, love the show. Uh, I know a bit of a Homer answer, but uh, Spokane, Washington native. So John Stockton's assist record, and you could put the Steels record on there, too. The, the, we had the assist record on the list of consideration. That Give get me that number again, Hemba. When we were going through the possibilities on this list, Nuno and I, that was on there. His record, his assist record is so far ahead. Give me the number. 15,806 assists. It's about almost 4,000 more than Jason Kidd, who ranks second. 4,000 more. So that's like a 25%. Actually, it's like 33% more than the guy who's in second place. That's a very good call, Ian. And just so you know, we did consider it. Here's why I didn't put it on there. Because I don't think it's a number people know. You know what I mean? Like people know John Stackton has the record. And people know that it is, many people may know that it is way ahead of whoever is second, but it's not a number you know. Like, you know Wilt scored 100. You know Cy Young has 511 wins. You know Byron Nelson won 11 straight. That's why the record, I don't believe the record will be broken, but I don't think it is well as well known. But I appreciate the call. That was a good one. Bubba, who's next? Lance is up. Lance, give me a record that will never be broken. Hey, Greeny, what about Ricky Henderson's stolen bases? Also on the list. It was also on the list of ones that we considered. Now, my question to you, Lance, is do you know what the number is? How many steals did he have? It's just a guess. 122? See, that's the point. No, that's that, that's the single season. He has both, right? He had, he had the single season and he had yes, a career record. In a, in a season. 130 in a and season. And the career record, record he also has, right? Over 1,000. I'm pulling it up now. But Lou Brock was at 938 and he passed him by a long shot. Yeah. So, so that's the point is that, and I love the call, and you're right, it was one of those that was on the list. But one of the things that I used to separate them was a number that's well known. Like, I don't think DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak belongs on this list because while I don't think it'll get broken, it's much easier to picture that getting broken. I know no one gets close. I I know that. But my point is it's easier to picture that getting broken than it is something like Cy Young. But I considered putting it on just because it's such a well-known number. Everybody knows that. 56 might be the best-known number in sports history. Right. Of of all the records, it absolutely is. I also was raised by a father who dedicated his first book to Joe DiMaggio. So I know everything there is to know about DiMaggio. Um, So that is a record that I think will not be broken, and it is an extraordinarily well-known number. I would argue that the best-known number was actually Babe Ruth 740. 14, broken by Hank Aaron, obviously people may not know 755 the way they know that And number. definitely not 762. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, what is next here? Uh, Bubba, give me one more. Next up is Mark. Mark, you're on ESPN Radio. Mark, give me a record that'll never be broken. To me, I'm listen, they're all non-breakable, the ones you put on there, but to me, it's Wayne Gretzky's career point. Yeah. If you take away every single goal he scored in his career, he still has more points than Yarmir Yager, who's number two on the list. I know. Just his assist alone blows everybody away. I, I love that. I don't that see stat. anybody ever breaking 2,857 career points. That's a great one. 100% right. That is a great stat. Shame on us for not putting that on there. That's my favorite thing about that stat. That for those who don't know, then hockey, your points are your, your goals plus assists. If you took away all the goals Gretzky scored, <laughs> he would still have the points record. 
He had more assists in his career than anyone else had goals plus assists. That is a great record. And another thing I like about it is that it is held by the greatest player ever. See, not all these records fall into that category. Like Byron Nelson is a great... We have to talk a little bit more about Chamberlain. All right, I have to talk a little bit more about Wilt because as I was looking through some numbers on Wilt that Hembo sent me yesterday, I realized I may have to rethink my entire NBA Mount Rushmore because for years now, I have not had Chamberlain on it. And as I look at those numbers, I realize I may be wrong. I'm going to have to rethink one of my, one of my foundational Beliefs, the foundational element of my sports fandom may have to be rethought. I could be shaken to my core. We will do that coming up next. And don't forget the legendary Al Michaels in our next hour as well. We are rolling along. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.